Last time on This Paranormal Life, Rogers stopped the car. Hovering over their heads was a gigantic, mechanic, silver disc shining brightly in the night sky. What? A beam of blue light shoots down and strikes his body, blasting him backwards through the air. They're starting to believe this entire story could possibly be to cover up a homicide. And at this point, that's the only logical explanation. Either Walton truly was abducted by aliens, as the men claimed, or Walton's dead and no one can be prosecuted. You don't don't need caught up with the story, do you? No. No, you remember what's happened? We've been looking at Travis Walton, went out into the... (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Went out into the woods with his buddies, was allegedly abducted by aliens, went missing, Mm -hmm. and where we Mm -hmm. picked up the story... It's five days later, and he's just phoned his brother-in-law, Grant, to come pick him up. That's right. All right, so let's... a crazy cliffhanger. Let's dive right in here. I know you guys are hungry right right now, and Roy Powers is serving up a big bowl of cereal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You know he's been waiting all week to say that. (laughs) You know he's thought about it day and night. It's time to cereal. Oh, it just doesn't mean what you think it does. (laughs) It's a wintry night in Herber, Arizona. Walton wakes up on the cold pavement. Sorry. And yes, Jesus. <laughs> Where, Arizona? I, I told we you were in not snowflake. to interrupt. I'm serialing. Yes, we were in Snowflake. Now we are in Herber. You Can just you didn't. keep up with this? <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Amateurs. <laughs> I'd also like it to be known that I've been a paranormal investigator. 15 more years than Kit has been a paranormal <laughs> investigator. That's because so you're you want- 30 years older than me. So I think it's fair. I'm 12. <laughs> it's the weirdest combination of paranormal <laughs> investigators. A 35-year-old man, a 12-year-old old boy. I've been interning as an investigator for the last three months. <laughs> and what would you say about your boss, Kit, after these three months? Bear in mind you were still on probation. I would say he's a premier dickling. All right, to you. <laughs> You're not the first intern and you won't be the last. Jesus. It's a wintry night in Herber, Arizona. Problems? <laughs> I Are didn't you, do it. now. I can keep going. You're on a very short fuse, I would say. Walton wakes up on the cold pavement, weak and tired. He's lying flat on his stomach with his head resting in his arm. Okay. He slowly tries to pick himself up, but he can barely stand. After a few moments, he manages to catch his balance and start walking down the cold road. The clink of beer bottles. No, not beer bottles. Maybe alien test tubes or anal probes. (laughs) I don't know what it was, but it wasn't beer. He's not an alcohol. Aliens don't drink Bud Light. (laughs) They drink ales only. Walton said as soon as he could... He began to run wildly down the highway, making sure Whoa. to stay on the brightly lit road and avoid any dark areas. Okay. Now, I'm not going to go into it just yet, but let's assume he's just been through something horrific. If you don't even want to look at the shadows. Walton reached a house with smoke coming out of the chimney and lights on. He claims that he pounded up against the door, but after a while, nobody answered. That must be really scary and horrifying. Yeah. So he continues down the road until he manages to find a row of telephone booths. He goes into the first booth 
and it's broken. Shit. Goes into the second booth, and he finally manages to call his brother-in-law. So his brother-in-law answers the phone, but he doesn't actually believe that it's Walton. Travis Walton is dead. That's yeah. what everyone believes. Yeah. He's been gone now. You think now. this is like a hoax? Exactly. And you it's think not a it's... number you recognize. But this is when Walton starts screaming down the phone and somehow manages to convince his brother-in-law to uh-huh. come pick him up. Yeah. Well, I, I guess like you don't really have much option, do you? But, like, What would you say? So if I died and I called you to say I need picking up, yeah. what would be like the, the question that you would ask so I could authenticate myself to you? Um... <laughs> I was thinking more kind of the the cool shit that I, that I got for Christmas last year. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I feel like that's something we've talked about that I told you the about. The Mr. Like Frosty, you make your own ice cream Frosty machine. That's right. Yeah. So just for the record. Would you like some ice cream? <laughs> it's all melted. <laughs> it's all melted, Kit. It's a Coke You brought float. it here three hours ago. You knew it would melt. It's better warm. <laughs> it's boring. It's just syrup in cups. The worst you part, said the worst we were part doing is I asked cereal. you when you came in, I said, there's room in the fridge for your Mr. Frosties. And you said, no, they're better warm. Ice is a better warm, Kit. Ice is water. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting a little heated because we both know I wanted that Mr. Frosty. <laughs> and you You're got pretty it. animated about it, I have to say. <laughs> this is the conversation happening over the, the payphone. Phone. I've been shanked by a homeless person. I'm like, you know damn well I deserve that, Mr. Frosty. And you've resented me for it ever since <laughs> you that You never day. grind up enough ice. You don't add enough syrup. I hope everyone, I hope our, our whole audience knows what a Mr. Frosty is. It's essentially a machine you could get shaped like a snowman. You mm-hmm. put ice in his hat and turn a handle and it would make like slush puppies, I guess, mm. essentially. 30 minutes later or so, Grant shows up to the meeting location. But... 30 minutes have gone by. When he gets there, he finds Walton collapsed in the phone booth. Oh, shit. He managed to get him in the truck, drags him into the truck, and he takes him home. So, they're in the truck driving home, and Walton sees the time. You know, he's all shaken up, but he can see the clock on the dashboard, which is now past midnight. So he mentions, oh, I must have been gone for hours. That's when Grant looks across at him strangely and told him, Travis, you've been gone for five days. (gasps) <gasps> so he thinks it's just been like boom. He thinks it's the same night He thinks Whoa. he's been out in the woods I guess stumbling around Dropped off That's crazy It's been five days Grant tells him He goes Feel your face And he can feel Five days worth of beard growth right, On his own face Right That must be scary I mean that's a trope Of these alien stories Right Is lost time mm-hmm. Which I think has become a little bit Sort of like I don't know, maybe not taking that seriously anymore. It's like, oh, well, that's just a psychological phenomenon. Anyone could experience that. But I don't know. Like, I've never experienced lost time. Have you experienced lost time, sir? Well, I feel like I've been abducted because I don't have a free goddamn second in my life. (laughs) So I feel like I'm losing time, losing sleep, losing hair. I feel like aliens have come and abducted my quality of life. (laughs) I feel like they've abducted... Abducted my my, my, my goddamn human rights. My raison (laughs) d'etre. My my goddamn Mr. Frosty. I feel like they straight up ganked my Mr. Frosty. I've got that, but uh, right, <laughs> nothing you, else. You alien, <laughs> you alien thief, sir. <laughs> you he... grey little big eyed, sticky handed alien thief. Excuse. <laughs> sorry, sorry. What do you think an alien is? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm warm. Can I actually have one of those slushies? 
No. <laughs> Just for me, pal. <laughs> One of them's boiling. How have you got it that warm? <laughs> There's steam rising from your slush. My Mr. Frosty is broken. <laughs> It has been Even for if some it was time. Broken, how is it capable of producing more of a Mr. liquid Sir. that hot? It's borderline lava. It's My tongue <laughs> taste buds burnt off it long ago. <laughs> I eat more or less four or five meals a day off of this thing. You're sweating profusely. Scurvy. <laughs> yes. I don't uh, crunch up ice as much as I crunch um coal. <laughs> In the Mr. Frosty. My teeth. I call him Mr. Devil. <laughs> He makes hot treats for everyone. <laughs> Your parents went to the toy store on Christmas time and they were like, Rory would really love a Mr. Frosty. We've been talking about it for months now. Sorry, man, we're sold out of the Mr. Frosties. We do have Mr. Devils. <laughs> Just make spicy Mexican soup. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Travis gets home safe and sound and is finally reunited with his family. I mean, they cannot believe it. Yeah. At this point, there's a lot to be filled in. They now know two things for sure. Number okay. one, that the loggers hadn't murdered Walton. That's true. They've been pretty much absolved of this crime. Which is great. And two, that he hadn't died in any sort of accident. It's true. It's true. So at this point, notifying the police would seem like the best idea. The logical idea. Mm-hmm. But then Walton seemed hesitant. And he decided to tell them... What really happened that night? Oh, okay. Pull up a chair, folks. Let's see. Brace yourselves, guys. We're going straight into it. Okay. Let's slap down that bowl, stick a spoon in it, because the cereal's coming at you. Yeah, no Get ready. still on what it means. <laughs> You're not grabbing onto this metaphor? Mm, That's fine. No. I'm still going to keep laying it on. No. Bowl by bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this may be cereal style. That's fine. Please join in. Don't interrupt me. Okay. Chip in at any time. But Chip not in at any time, but just don't me. talk over you. Exactly. Yeah. So once again, let's go back to November. I feel like you... I thought you were going to talk <laughs> over me, and I psyched myself out. <laughs> I did. <laughs> don't even look at me. Turn around. You want... Go. Just leave. I'll do it better myself. I'll call you when I need you. <laughs> you leave and I can't even say like two words. So let's go back. I It's actually harder without shit. you. Come back. There's a podcast in that interesting with one person. <clears throat> so once again, let's go back to November 5th, the day Travis Walton disappeared. The first thing Travis says he remembers after being hit by the beam is waking up in a lot of pain. Slowly drifting in and out of consciousness. Yes, sir, you giggled. <laughs> you think there's something funny about a man being blasted in the ass by a laser beam? <laughs> Jesus Christ, some people. And then they say, you know, the world's going to shit. Now we know why, folks. <laughs> what do I have to do with that? <laughs> now he remembers approaching the craft and being blown backwards. So he says his immediate thought was that his friends had picked him up and rushed him to a hospital. Okay. Understandable. He could feel he was on some sort of raised surface, and he heard movement around him, possibly doctors. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> Tiny, <laughs> little, beady-eyed doctors. Gray, little, naked doctors. <laughs> At this point, it hurt so much to move that Travis thought it would only make things worse and more complicated, so he just lay there on his back, trying to adjust his focus. Right. 
So while laying there, he managed to get enough strength to just about turn his head to the side uh-huh. to try and see where he was and who was around him. Yeah, okay, like what like what, what, what hospital? He's looking for a nurse, looking exactly. for a doctor. Exactly, what's know? going on here? Maybe, is it the, the residential Snowflake Hospital? Is it the Herber Hospital? That's right. Because, um, you know... Cupcake Mountain Hospital, that's right. <laughs> exactly. And when he turned, he saw someone standing by his bedside. Uh-huh. It wasn't a doctor. <laughs> Travis was face-to-face with another being. Okay. In absolute fear, Travis lifted his arms and managed to push the creature away and roll off the platform. Uh-huh. He pushed this creature so hard, he said it was lighter than he thought it was going to be. He pushed <laughs> it, and it stumbled backwards into the other one. You know, right, so there's more than one of these. There's things. more than one of these little little beings. So you can't quite see them because he's okay, still kind of adjusting small. his focus. And humanoid? No, <laughs> not humanoid. Uh huh. We'll get to a little description later on, but monstrously different. Okay, but very light. But very light. Okay. Deceptively light. Travis hits the floor and staggers away until he backs up against some sort of workbench behind him. Mm-hmm. In his defense, he grabs an object from the bench and begins swinging it at the creatures. <laughs> screaming threats at them, trying to keep them away. Right. Being like, oh, would. get out of here. You're lighter than I thought you'd be. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's kind of rude. I mean, he doesn't really know what the intentions are here. I guess he's kind of going for the, you know, like, if you face a bear in the wilderness yeah. they tell you to act big make yourself as big as possible yell be noisy yeah to try and scare the bear away because you can't communicate with it so it's just you just gotta that's be bear ju- for i don't want to fight you yeah as big as possible and go it's like per- in perfect grammar it's yeah. like a really eloquent speech I, yeah it seems that seems like a bad idea what Make yourself as aggressive looking and tall as possible. Yeah. Because a bear is going to be like, oh, damn, another bear. Let's do this. Bear fight. <laughs> yeah. If it's yeah. A, if it's I haven't had a bear fight in weeks. Brad Pitt style fight club era bear. Yeah. He's going to be like, this is what I <laughs> live for, man. <laughs> it's been a long week raising cubs and eating salmon. I'm ready to throw down against this that's the spin-off movie frankly tough guy over here who's egging me on the tyler durden of bears has been <laughs> like mentoring this whole time it's like who are you talking to tyler bearbin is that bear chewing a toothpick <laughs> i know what the movie's called go on fight cub oh, oh! damn dude <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just saw that bear sink a bottle of <laughs> Stella Artois. Jesus Christ. Okay. Grabs an object. Yes. Swinging it at the aliens. Right. Trying to scare them off. Trying to scream at them. Yeah. Get them away. Surprisingly, it worked. Okay. The creatures stand. froze and raised their hands, no longer advancing towards Travis. Okay. They seem to understand, like we can yeah. understand, when a bear is scared of us. It was at this point that Travis was able to get a clear view of what he was looking at. Oh, Jesus. When describing the creatures, Travis said, they were shorter than five feet. Okay. They had bald heads, (laughs) no hair. Irishman, (laughs) if you will. Their heads were domed, very large. They looked like fetuses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Scotsman, if you will. (laughs) They had large eyes, enormous eyes, Mm -hmm. eyes of an Englishman. (laughs) (laughs) We're narrowing it down, really getting there. 
Uh, enormous eyes, almost all brown, without much white in them at all. He, he actually said the creepiest thing about them were the eyes. Okay. The eye, uh, at this moment, the creatures all just stared at him. Ooh. And he said he doesn't have many nightmares about it since it's happened, mm. but that's the one he always has, is the eyes. Just Damn. thinking about the eyes, just looking straight at him. It's always satisfying when someone with a paranormal experience can give us a specific detail to yeah. latch onto because it just gives it that little bit more believability factor because I could really see that happening. And in fact, you just reminded me that I have an artist's interpretation of the creatures. Oh, really? Yes, I do. Rory, you've got a sketch pad and chalk. I don't. <laughs> are you the artist? Is that where this is coming from? Maybe. You started the sketch just now. Are we going to be here long? No, no. Just I just have so many colors of brown and hazel, and I don't know which one to pick for the eyes. There are 50 crayons there, and all 48 of them are brown. I melt them down into one big crayon. Why is that so hard With to understand? With my Mr. Frosty. <laughs> my Mr. Frosty. <laughs> and my broken Mr. Frosty. The beasts were said to look like this. Okay, I'm I'm reaching over to this. I'm not letting you I, take it. I can't. What? There's a. <laughs> oh, is there other evidence? There's another picture underneath that I don't want you to. See. I guess you could just hold so, it. So don't look underneath. I can't actually reach it. Okay. I have to laugh because one. You don't have to laugh. Sorry, continue. <laughs> but you don't have to laugh. It's serious. For those at home, which is everyone, this image Roy's passed me. The image is cut off at the waist, and Roy is not letting me look below the waist. No, because there's another so, picture. Not because their like penises are out or something. So you're telling me this image does stop at the waist? It stops at the waist. Okay. Maybe they had no legs. We don't know these so things. So these aliens have humongous heads, balloon heads. Yeah. Um, they are all wearing matching mustard yellow polo necks. Yeah. Uh, very specific, very, very much true to the era, the style of the times. They're very humanoid. You said they weren't humanoid, but they're, they're incredibly not human. humanoid. Do you know what humanoid means? Like a human, obviously. <laughs> because they're human more in or less shape, size, stature, the definition race. of humanoid. They look like they've got two arms, two legs, heads, that kind of thing. That's all it takes to be a humanoid. Yeah. So I suppose you think. A tiger is humanoid. <laughs> well, no, two arms, two legs, a head, and a tail. It doesn't stand. It doesn't uh, wear polo necks. Uh, I suppose you think... <laughs> I'll get one. You can only I'll think get one, one animal. I suppose you think a meerkat is humanoid. Such weird suggestions. <laughs> Stands up on its legs, has little hands. You have kind of got me there. Hides in a hole. So... Travis takes a minute to collect himself. Yes. The clear way out of the room was behind these humanoid meerkats. Yeah. So Travis immediately starts thinking about how we can burst past these creatures and escape. Yeah. Maybe punch them in the head. Yeah. Slide through the legs. You could probably pop one of those things with a decent sized pin. Absolutely. But before he can make a move, the creatures turn around and leave. Whoa. That's a pretty creepy like twist of events what's happening yeah travis is now alone in the room oh no this is when he decides to make a break for it he can see that there's a passageway just to the left so desperately trying to find a way out he runs to the passageway and and goes through it okay he honestly says 
that part of him at that point thought there was a chance the ship would hopefully still just be in the woods. Mm. And in his brain, I guess he thought he could just hop out and escape. Yeah. But the further he ran, it became evident this was not an option. Okay. Finally, Travis said he reached a door that he could enter. The door opens and he walks into the room. Now, it's this giant room with this chair in the middle. Mm -hmm. It looks like some sort of command chair. Of course. Like a VIP is going to be sitting there. So he walks into the room. But the closer he gets to the center, the entire room and all of the walls get darker, and it lights up with constellations of the universe. (gasps) Wow. So essentially, by the point he's reached the chair, he's just standing alone in space, essentially. So he tries to find some way out by essentially bashing buttons on a control pad. (laughs) But of course... Sure to work. Nothing seems to work. I like like to think there's a giant button with a sign in English saying, Button back to Earth. And he's like, hell, I can't make head nor tails of it. Smashing everything around it. That's just what they would want me to press. I'm going to go for immediate dissection. (laughs) An alien pops out. You passed. You're much smarter than we believed you were. Then... Suddenly, Travis says he noticed someone standing in the doorway where he entered. Oh, no. But to Travis's surprise, it's another human. Whoa. Wearing what appears to be some sort of spacesuit and helmet. (laughs) Okay. All right. He runs over to the man, assuming that it's someone from NASA or the government that's come to rescue him. Maybe he's caught up in some sort of experiment. But as Travis begins to approach the man and plead for help... He notices the man isn't responding. Odd, but Travis thinks that there's a chance it could just be the helmet. Maybe he can't okay, hear. Sure. The man is is weird. He just he looks very human, but uh, he's got quite wide eyes. Ooh. And he just has this kind of blank smile on his face. Uh oh. Yeah. Not good. It's not a situation to be smiling. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> Things are really weird, big eye Joe. <laughs> yeah. You look like a guy who knows his way off this thing. (laughs) So Travis begins to follow the man down the hallways. The man leads him out of the craft. Mm -hmm. Freedom at last, you're thinking. Wow, that's lucky. The ship wasn't in the woods anymore, Kit. Or even on the planet. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Travis claims he walked out into a giant extraterrestrial UFO hangar. Oh, Jesus. There were tall, curved, white-paneled walls and what appeared to be other types of spacecrafts resting in the large hangar. Oh, no. I think everyone's had the experience of they're sitting on the bus or the train and they've got their earphones in, listening to their favorite tune. And then you look up and it's like the bus is reading the next stop and you're going shit i missed my stop god damn it you have to get off open city mapper find out like when the next bus is going back the way you came bash the buttons try and get home god damn it (laughs) skull some goddamn humanoids on the way back if if the walls are stars everything stars all i see are stars at night at day and it takes like 20 minutes out of your journey and suddenly you're having to apologize you got damn boss while you're late for work of course imagine that except you're looking at the outer fringes of the milky way yeah Jesus Christ. I know. There is not a technology I'm aware of that is able to rectify the situation. <laughs> that, but the bus is a spaceship. Yes. The driver is a grey. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oxford Street is the Andromeda Galaxy. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks is flipping goddamn <laughs> croissants <laughs> from a self-service kiosk. <laughs> Instead of getting to your desk and sitting down late, you pass out in a phone booth in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> This must be so much to take in. You turn around, you can see the ship that you've come out of, the yeah. ship that was in the woods that night. Yeah. But there's so many other crafts in this hangar. Unfortunately, Travis does not have much time to take it in because the man escorting him seems to be in a hurry. Uh-oh. And I guess you want to follow this dude? He's like the closest <laughs> link, maybe? I don't know. He looks like freaking Pennywise in a NASA suit. <laughs> Imagine being trapped on an, on an alien planet and Pennywise, you spot Pennywise walking around the street and you're like, oh shit, I have to talk to Pennywise, don't I? Oh Jesus, at least Pennywise speaks English. It reminds me of, um, do you ever see The Brass Eye, that show The Brass Eye? No. They do like fake news stories. Okay. And they did this one story one time where it was like, um, the world's most uh, notorious pedophile has now been blasted off into the <laughs> realms of outer space so he can like never hurt another child again. But scientists soon discovered they'd accidentally trapped a six-year-old boy on board the craft. <laughs> and it's like, experts are saying, this is the one thing we didn't want to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly like, like blasting Pennywise out into space. It's like, all right, we're finally rid of them. Uh, where are the kids that brought him here? Shit. Yeah, we've accidentally sent Pennywise to uh, the uh, infant galaxy. <laughs> infant galaxy nine. Where uh, children are infinite and scared of almost anything. <laughs> They try and launch him to, like, creepy clown planet, but the trajectory is off by, like, half a hair, and it just catapults him straight towards child world. (laughs) I love the idea of being somewhere so alien, you know, literally or figuratively, and then being in this alien hangar full of goddamn... Boba Fett guys like running around <laughs> and then you just like you just see out of the corner of your eye one spaceship with an LED sign on the front reading o- Oxford Circus and you're like can I can it be should I and <laughs> you get on and you just, <laughs> and you just see like the little map and you just see oh shit this is the eastbound service yeah. <laughs> it's like the Milky Way is a complete other direction <laughs> they've just been to Oxford Circus they're heading towards Andromeda <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, this year has gone by so quickly. What's something that you're proud of in 2024 so far? Go. Mm, Okay. Uh, Well, I managed to capture a deadly cryptid and lock it in my basement. Okay. And tell me, did Mm. you take time to celebrate that win? Oh, yeah, not really. Uh, I'm scared if I let my guard down, it'll escape. In life, it's important that we slow down, acknowledge our progress, and set goals that inspire us. I can't even sleep at night. I'm so scared this thing is going to break out. When it comes to finding time for ourselves and our goals, BetterHelp can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. You can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. It's time to take a moment and celebrate your wins. What if the win you're celebrating is so big, no basement can hold it? Okay, you might need to move house. Huh? But for everyone else, there is BetterHelp. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Eventually, the man leads him down a hallway off of the hangar, where he's brought into a room filled with a couple more humans. Now, these humans are dressed the exact same as the man who escorted him. Plain blue jumpsuit, no insignias or anything, but these guys weren't wearing helmets. Okay. So Travis is thinking, the ball's rolling, you know, maybe I can finally get through to these people, talk to these people. Right, right, right. So he, he starts talking to them, trying to figure out what's going on. But they don't say a word. Oh, it's Jesus. like they're talking to each other telepathically. Okay, so that's what he's getting from this. He I can think see so. the way they're behaving. It's like they they're seem to be operating. Yeah, they oh, seem to be moving okay. and doing things in synchronization. Interesting. Unless they talk in like creepy smiles. Now, this is why I didn't want you to fold down the sheet because I also have an artist's interpretation of, of the aliens' hogs, the humans. Really? Okay. Yeah. Before you show me, right. This is a fantastical story. Yeah. Uh, there's lots- and I know it's, it, we came from realism. We were s- serialing in the real world. Now we it's were getting, serialing in now the real world. Now we've added marshmallows to this bowl and it's blasting <sighs> off, you know? Yeah it's, yeah, it's like those cereals that go a little bit too far in the tasty direction. Remember right. like Cookie Crisp or whatever it was called? Yeah. And they tried to just make cookies as cereal. <laughs> Yeah. How did they get away with that? That's small cookies in a borderline illegal. Yeah. That's no longer a cereal. That's a dessert, sir. Uh, so I'm hoping that in the midst of all this craziness that's going on right. with Mr. Walton and this alien world, that uh, this artist's interpretation can hopefully bring things back down to earth with some gritty realism. I hope you're not disappointed, Kit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to begin. So the men in this realm are jacked. Yeah. Uh, the women have uh, giant and perfect breasts. Yes. Ample bosoms. Um, yeah, I think is the scientific term. They kind of look like um, like action figures. Like a Barbie and a Ken action, action figures. figures with crazier hair. Yeah, it's very much of a time. I don't really know why Earth Styles made it to this space base. But anyway, I'll, I'll move past that. Um, I guess they just look like pretty perfect humans. I guess that's what they're trying to get across in this. Yeah. The lady here is holding some sort of object. Don't read into that. That's coming up. Okay. Don't look at that. That's not for you. <laughs> I should have folded the page again. <laughs> over the, over the bl- 
whatever she's holding. In you the know what? Give me the page. Image. Okay. Me the, you just lost your evidence privileges, peeping I, Tom. <laughs> so defensive. You know what? As well, you just. You lost your wallet privileges. Jesus Christ, Give me man. your wallet and your shoes. How is this supposed to end? We... <laughs> so you're planning on taking my things illegally, but also continuing the podcast? You ever heard of an illegal alien? <laughs> what? Is this how the internship program usually ends at this Paranormal Life Limited? <laughs> you're like, I'm 12. I have very little money. <laughs> And shoes much, much too small for your 35-year-old feet. (laughs) I flip them on the child market. I was a test intern. It's a little thing called a hazing we do around here at the newbies. (laughs) Last couple uh, pussy newbies couldn't handle it. They actually freaking called the cops on me. But uh, you pass. Well done. Lord knows they said if I do this again, I'm going back to the slammer. Please don't tell your parents about this. Uh, It's just a little one-off thing. So with this point, the humans are working together. They force Travis down onto another operating table. Oh, no. And put what appears to be some sort of oxygen mask on his mouth. Thanks, Kit, for ruining that little twist. So that's what that was. Yeah, that's she's holding the oxygen mask. Or what it seems. Okay, cool. Travis says he tried to fight them off, but... He says, I was so weak, and they were so strong. (laughs) They ripped, dude. They didn't have much trouble trying to get me on that table. I did manage to jerk my hand away and get it under the edge of the mask. Oh, okay, that's a good move. But before I could pull it away, I blacked out. Wow. For all he knows, he's probably had goddamn injection in his neck. They just sedated him. I do like the idea of them being like, shh, like, it's fine. Look, here's the oxygen mask. It's okay, here it comes. And then as soon as it's about to get them, someone just <laughs> clobbers him over the head. So it's like, he wasn't scared at all. He just thought he was getting, like, put to sleep. Nice space punch, David. <laughs> Thanks, space Thomas. <laughs> the next thing Travis can remember, he's waking up face down on the road, weak and cold. He looks up into the sky to see a silver rounded surface hovering above him. But in a second, the vehicle shot straight up into the sky and was gone in seconds without any noise at all. God damn. But obviously this is an audio medium, so I'm going to tweak the story a little bit. Uh The ship exploded into the night sky. (laughs) They were blasting kisses party every night, I think. As they, as they off. soared off, shooting fireworks into the sky. <laughs> and just like that, the ship was gone. Mm. We continue our story. Travis Please. reaches the phone booth and calls Grant to come pick him up. So Travis is now back home with his family and safe. Thank God. Everyone's speaking. No one's ripped anymore. But what is next? The family want to take Travis to the doctor to make sure he's okay. But here's the problem. While Travis was missing, and the UFO claims were being made, Travis's family were warned by a number of strangers about being careful with the authorities. Ooh. Okay. So, a number of Grounded Saucer people recommended that they do not hand Travis over if he was returned. Interesting. Another woman, who worked as a nurse, called the family and said she had an elderly couple come to the hospital claiming that they had a similar encounter. 
The next day, the couple and all the records of them were completely gone. Woof, that's crazy. So, what do you do? I know, what do you do? The people you can trust, you can't trust. So, instead of informing the public straight away, they decide to keep it under wraps. Yes, sir. But, there's one problem. The night that Travis called his brother-in-law, he obviously didn't have any money to pay for the phone booth. So he had to be connected by a phone operator. Okay, the collect call. Exactly. Now, in these days, this wasn't an automated process. The operator was a human being. That's right. Is so, it... Is it- automatic now even when we were growing up you had to talk to someone i I think there's it's probably i think it depends on your location yeah like a small town like snowflake it probably is going to be a local service okay sure so when he made the phone call in his distressed state and was connected to his brother-in-law the operator actually listened in on the phone call of course because they hear you know it's me travis (laughs) I picked me up! There's frankly a UFO screaming in the background. (laughs) (laughs) I would love the idea if he phones up and he's like, "Uh, Hi, I'd like to be uh, connected to my, uh, this number. And it's like, okay, yeah, can I get a name please? Uh, Travis Walton. Um, okay. Yeah, okay, you're connected now, Travis. Oh, thank you very much. Grant! <laughs> they, they left me I'm behind. sorry, I actually haven't connected you Oh, yet, sorry. So, uh, <clears throat> just wait just a minute. I was still, yep. Okay, so patching you through. Uh, oh, nope, sorry, still not there. Earlier. Still not there. So, uh... You know what, if you could just give me some sort of countdown, okay. I feel like we would help this. Sure, so, uh, patching you through in three, two... Are you gonna um, wait? Are you gonna are you gonna patch me through on one? Are you gonna or, or on go? I'll patch you through on uh, at the end of the countdown. So, but three, uh, what are we ending on? What is the countdown uh, uh, the, ending on? Uh, um, are we gonna end on? You say go, uh huh, and then we'll we'll do it. We'll end it. We'll connect the call, and then I'll be ready to go. Okay, three. Yep. Two. One. Great. They're still not there. A little okay, early that time. So three. Wait, I forgot. Two, what are we What are we connecting on? Go. Nope, still you not said there. the key word, sir. I'm just gonna pass. At you. some point, you I'm have just, to understand just, that just... this is half your fault. <laughs> Do you know what? He's not even there. I liked it when the humans couldn't talk. How about that? It's <laughs> going straight to answer machine. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so funny. It's like, all right, we're gonna patch you through uh, right now. Uh, you're connected. Uh, went to voicemail. Okay. <laughs> hey, Grant. Just tried to catch you there, buddy. Uh, yeah, I'm in a phone booth. They abducted me. Uh, yep, just call me when you can. <laughs> I know you couldn't You couldn't keep up the same level of energy. Yes. Grant, call me back! That's probably why he was passed out in the phone booth by the time he got there. He's just like, Grant! <laughs> so the operator listens in on the phone call. Here's the whole thing. He decides, or she, I don't know who it is, decides to tell the sheriff... Because there's a man claiming to be the missing Travis Walton. Asked okay. to be picked up because they quote-unquote brought him back. So shortly after this, word gets out that Travis has returned. Sheriff Gillespie arranged for a polygraph test. But when word of the exam was leaked to the press, they cancelled it. Because Travis and his family believed that it was Gillespie that had leaked that they were going to do a polygraph in private. Interesting. Next up, the National Enquirer wanted Walton to take a polygraph, and he agreed, but insisted that he would have the power to veto any public disclosure of the test results. Right. 
already a little bit suspicious. If you were that worried, would would you take the test in the first place? But I guess you wanted to try and get the the uh, the justification for the yeah. story. Yeah. Um, so they did some interviews with Walton before the exam, and McCarthy, who was administering the polygraph, found uh, two things out about Walton. First, that he had smoked marijuana a few times. <laughs> But did not use the drug regularly. Okay. And secondly, that Mike Rogers' younger brother and him had created a check fraud a few years earlier <laughs> by altering payroll checks. <laughs> okay. That was his only... Haven't uh, we all? <laughs> that was his only, like, uh, brush with the law yeah. prior to any of this. Okay. McCarthy then finally administered the polygraph, which... There's a lot of controversy around this. Oh, boy. Walton insists that McCarthy behaved unprofessionally <laughs> during the polygraph, uh-huh. while McCarthy says that Walton both failed the polygraph and tried to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Walton said that at one point McCarthy asked if Walton had, quote-unquote, colluded with anyone to perpetrate a hoax. Uh-huh. Walton said that he was unfamiliar with the word colluded. And, and then he reported that McCarthy replied to him saying, collusion was planning or conspiring with another, just as you had colluded to steal and forge payroll checks. Oh, he iced him there. So it's like, yeah, calling him out a bit. Like, if you're, if you're trying to do a fair polygraph, I wouldn't, like, throw violent accusations at someone. I don't know. <laughs> it's like we're doing a, uh, uh, it's essentially a lie detection test. Mm-hmm. Lie as in uh, the thing you told to everyone when you disappeared. Sorry, I didn't mean to flip out on you just now. But, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you lying piece of shit. I mean, <laughs> sorry. I said I'd reserve all judgment until the end of the test, but you failed in my eyes. The quote from McCarthy's official report says, Based on his reaction on all charts, it is the opinion of this examiner that Walton is attempting to perpetrate a UFO hoax and that he has not been on any spacecraft. Very interesting. Yes, if we want to take this polygraph as gospel, yep. then, you know, we have to hold ourselves accountable that we are taking every polygraph test administered to those uh, other loggers as gospel as well. Uh-huh. And allegedly... That's true. Allegedly, Travis has taken polygraph tests since then. He claims five and has passed all of those. Mm. So it's a tough situation. That is tough. Damn. Now, one thing that we do a lot, which I think is good and smart on this podcast, is look at the people giving these testimonies and seeing how it's affected their life and how they've kind of embraced the controversy and the yep. the, the change that it brings to their yep. life. So some people become hermits, um, you know, shy away. Their families leave them and whatnot. Kids disown them. Travis is the opposite. He's released really? books about it. He uh, has appeared in documentaries. There is even a Hollywood adaptation of his story called, mm. I believe, Fire in the Sky. Uh-huh. It's a dramatic retelling of the whole event. I mean, he's embraced it. He does speeches at UFO uh, events and conventions and things like that. He's fully, pardon the pun, on board mm. with the situation. As we're talking about the motive, you do have to look at those uh, logger accomplices. Yeah. Um, 
I don't mean to use a loaded term there, but look at the other loggers and their story. Look at these hacks. I mean, what these did, hack cowards? What did they stand to gain from all of this? I wonder. Well, there's um, the original idea that it was to cover up the ah, fact that their yes, their project that. was massively behind schedule. And, kind of uh, worked for everyone, I guess. Yeah. So Walton got rich and the guys were able to slack off and not finish his <laughs> yeah. job. To come back to that point I was raising earlier about the uh, Walton's mother that mm. was a little bit off. It was nearly yeah. as if she'd been tipped off about the whole thing in advance. Well, I think, um, the, like again, I breezed through a lot of this, but I think it was cool. mentioned that Walton and his brother had at least a keen interest in UFOs as, really? as just science fiction in the yeah, science fiction world yeah, yeah. and there was a popular ufo film that had aired on television literally three weeks before the abduction took place <laughs> okay so then i think when a person comes home and it's like walton was abducted by aliens and she was like does anyone else know about this okay more of like he's okay. gonna come back he's hiding in the woods wow. eating berries for five days yeah i'm gonna be honest with you rory all right all right <clears throat> i don't know what to make of this what you know you okay. investigated okay. this case you're the expert for today's episode i think it's a bit too fantastical for me yeah and there's too many suspicious situations surrounding it mm-hmm. that i think i'm gonna have to come down on a no That's it breaks fair. my heart because it's a colorful fun story you know it's it's nice i love cereal as well as delicious healthy if you eat the right ones not the cookie so you've ones. just totally we were talking about cereal about right yeah. <clears throat> whether it's good <laughs> whether cereal was good i feel like you started talking about one thing and you've moved to another in your reference to cereal but <laughs> yeah. that's fine i guess i mean the more i investigated the story i just felt like like each fact was a new bottle of milk poured onto the, uh-huh. the, you know, this already crisp layer of delicious storytelling. And with every spoonful I was being mm. fed, I could feel myself just wanting more until the box, quote unquote, <laughs> if you will, was empty. <laughs> and I was, uh, quote unquote, scared because there was supposed to be a quote unquote toy inside. And I, I didn't know if I had, quote unquote, consumed the toy in the haste of the consumption of the box mm. right it t- <laughs> no you're right i see i got sidetracked there yeah i was thinking about earlier when i can you just look in my mouth and see if i ate a toy because <laughs> i think i ate a toy okay o- o- open up ah oh my god there is nothing but toys <laughs> so <laughs> your teeth are legos grab one not the teeth <laughs> I need those. <laughs> I need those to bite. Actually, could you build me some fangs? Your throat is a slinky. Your <laughs> teeth are Legos. Whenever you pass me evidence, you stretch Armstrong arms. <laughs> I never noticed before, but you're a toy of a man. <laughs> a toy boy, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's, it's a no for me, unfortunately. But don't let that, you know, don't let that dis- disparage you from believing. Uh, Kit, what is your... uh, Stop you from being a uh, (laughs) dum-dum piece of shit. Uh, Yeah, uh, excellent story. Mm. Very interesting. Thank you. I personally find it very difficult when experiences of extraterrestrials are this 
unimaginative. Right. And I mean that whenever I say, whenever, if if the folks at home could see these images of the artist's interpretations of the aliens and the humans on board this spacecraft, I mean, it's like, this might have been cutting edge back in the Dizay, yeah. but today it's like, really? Like, it's so... But maybe it's because it's real. Maybe it's kind of like, whenever if you see these insane alien gray beasts that have like drugged you and done tests on yourself maybe your brain is just scrambling like i've heard that people in fight or flight situations life or death situations let's say against wild animals yeah or finding themselves uh, parachuting and their parachute stops working and they have to scramble to survive will poop themselves (laughs) shit everywhere (laughs) frankly People have reported seeing in black and white. The, there's a possibility that your brain goes into like survival mode, shuts down all cognitive abilities other than basic survival. Yeah. Maybe these guys have been abducted. Their mental faculties aren't there and they're just seeing what their brain is letting them see right. to get through the situation. And whenever they recall it, they can only imagine so much. It's hazy, yeah, exactly. They got a piece all to get together the little pieces. All this being said... It's too ridiculous for me. (laughs) It's all horseshit. And for that reason, I'm out. (laughs) You're out. Well, unfortunately, that concludes our episode on the disappearance of Travis Walton. A fantastic story. Brava. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, A fantastic story, but unfortunately, we're coming down on fictitious. That's right. Travis, if you're listening, which I assume you are, you know, come to our place. (laughs) We'll have a polygraph ready, you lying piece of shit. (laughs) I was going to say, keep preaching, keep doing the good word, but no, okay. We'll do good cop, bad cop, that's how we'll do it. (laughs) You pour him a cup of coffee, I slap it out of his hand. (laughs) Sorry about that. I go to like, take his chair out so we can sit down, you rip it away, he falls backwards. And he's like, this is overall a bad experience. Yeah. I'm leaving. The good he's doing is far outweighed by the bad. (laughs) I help him up, you punch his neck, I'm out, I'm done. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to this episode of This Paranormal Life. If you want to check out us on social media accounts, which you should because we're, you know, we're popping off constantly all the week with polls and fun pictures and all that jazz. You can follow us on Twitter at This Para Life. You can also check us out on Facebook, which I think is just This Paranormal Life on Facebook. Uh, my Twitter is at Rory Has Powers and Kit, you are at Kit Greer. That is right. I think that's about all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us on this special bowl of cereal. And we will see you again next Tuesday for a brand new paranormal tale. Praise Ra! ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be (laughs) Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. 
Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>